Welcome to the Nativity Good News Podcast. I'm Michael Sanum. I'm Connor Kramichek. And we're highlighting how Nativity parishioners are answering the gospel call to serve, to love, and to evangelize. Welcome back, everybody. We are so happy to be joined uh, today with Susie Boster and Kathy Anderson, who are part of our uh, growing foster care ministry here at Nativity. And to start today, you may hear some giggles in the back background today. Um, uh, to start, we wanted to do our uh, prayer for foster care. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, through the loving sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have given a home to us and to all the forsaken. Give us the eyes of Christ to see the vulnerable children and families in our midst. Give us hearts that break for what breaks the heart of Jesus. Encouraged by the example of St. Joseph, foster father of our Lord, inflame us with the compassion of your Holy Spirit to make our homes and parishes places of love, support, and protection for kids in crisis and their families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you both for, for being here. Can you tell me just a little bit about the origins of that prayer? It's a beautiful prayer. Yes. Um, actually, it's the origins of the prayer and the foster care ministry throughout the archdiocese. It's all under the inspiration of Archbishop Nauman, who was so touched when he learned about the foster care crisis Um First, I believe, from a Kansas City Star article about children having to sleep in offices Mm -hmm. because there were no families to take them in. And um, as he learned more about foster care, he really um, honed in on what can our Catholic churches do. And he brings up a quote of uh, St. or I'm sorry, of Pope Francis's saying our churches need to be islands of mercy and a sea of indifference. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that is so relevant here with foster care. He um, put together a task force at the archdiocesan level, and I was lucky enough to be part of that. And through that, um, we generated a prayer. Mm -hmm. And so as we share this um, kind of a ministry idea, foster care ministry with other parishes in the archdiocese, We'll always start with that, mm-hmm. um, of course, that we bring the Holy Spirit in, and, and then he does great work. So um, so I could tell you a little bit about the foster care crisis that would and, be, yeah. and why it is so um, important that we get informed. Yeah, that would um, be great, because it totally surprised me, yes, you know, here. And, it, it's a hidden problem. Yeah. And um, there are uh, just shy of a half a million children and teens in the country that are in foster care. And 700 and uh, my last number is 7,484 kids in foster care in Kansas alone. And of those kids right here in Johnson County where Nativity is, 573 kids were removed from homes in Mm. Johnson County. That was shocking to me. And then there's a a big crisis with um, teens. You know, the older you come into care, the less likely um, that you'll find a loving, stable home if you're not able to be reunified with your biological parents. And the goal of foster care is to reunify Mm -hmm. with biological parents whenever possible, whenever it's safe to do so. But when there are issues of abuse and neglect, 
oftentimes that isn't possible to rectify and have a safe environment for children to go home mm. to. And, and then the foster care um, agencies will try to find a kinship placement, someone who's within the family who could take care of the children. And when that isn't possible, then foster parents um, like myself could take a child and um, keep them for whatever length of time um, they need um, to be cared for. So mm-hmm. sometimes that leads to adoption and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they're you know just needing care for a short time. In fact, I read something recently that said, um, if someone knocked on your door and said, this child here needs a place to stay for a little bit, which one of us would shut the door mm-hmm. on that child? Not very many. But in America, you have to sign up to be that door that gets knocked on. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we just need to educate our um, Catholic parishioners about foster care and about the need. And, um, and people can pray and, and, you know, not everybody is called to step in, but there are a lot of different roles, Mm -hmm. um, which I can tell you a little bit more about. Yeah, that would be helpful because I think most people might think, well, I'm not equipped, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason to be a foster parent. So how could I serve you right. know, this this mm-hmm. really dire need right. in our community? Um, and, and that's a very good point. I mean, not everybody is called to be a foster parent. Um, however, we do have to remind ourselves that there are no perfect parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes we think, um, before we ask God what he wants us to do, we think, well, it's not me, you know. But, you know, because we often look at our weaknesses. But when we really consider, you know, were, were we able, I mean, I'm, I'm an empty nester, but was I able to provide a safe and loving home for my three kids? Yes, I was. And was it easy? No, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, was it worth it? Yes, yes, it was. So, um, so yes, there are some people within our parishes that are called to foster. My husband and I do short-term care or respite care. Mm-hmm. So we mostly get to um, jump in and help a foster family who needs a break. Mm. So, you know, maybe they have a, a family emergency to deal with and they just need a safe, fun place for the kids to stay for a little bit, a weekend or maybe a week. Um, we do um, sometimes, you know, during the work day where a parent needs to go into work, gets called into work or the mm-hmm. school's closed or whatever. So the children need a, a short term place to stay. So we, um, we get involved that way. But there are other ways to help. And um, one big need is teenagers. Mm. So the teenagers really need mentors. And um, there are a lot of great agencies um, that we can pair you with to get trained to do such a thing. And, you know, one caring adult can make all the difference yeah. in, a, in a kid's life. So that's very important. Uh, so needed. I can't emphasize it enough. Um, for well, I just think of all the great people at Nativity who've had, yes. you know, tremendous life experience and so success true. and that's networking so that, that could be a, a way for people to give. Absolutely. To, to let a, a teenager dream, yeah. to let them know what kinds of things are out there. Yeah. You know, what could I be when I grow up? Let's yeah. look at the future. And then... Um, there's the care team model, which I want to let Kathy Anderson explain because she's a part of one of our first care teams. Wonderful. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, thank you. So tell us about the care team. A care team is, in our case, a group of parishioners. And I think we have a couple of care teams going now, two or three. Our 
care team has eight or nine people on it. And there's different roles. Uh, we have one who does all the communication with the foster family that mm -hmm. we support. So we kind of wrap that, that foster family with love and support. Uh, Becky Myers is a parishioner who communicates with the foster family and communicates their needs. We bring meals uh, once a week. They get a home-cooked meal. And then there's some of us that actually go and help with the kids, mm. which is awesome. These, it's a wonderful young family with four very active little boys, eight years old, three years old, two and a half years old, and two years old. Um, that is active. <laughs> yes. In three different families. Yeah. Uh, the boys come from, the four boys come from mm -hmm. three different families. And the hearts of these two young people taking care of these boys, I mean, they're wonderful. Mm. They don't have family here in town, so it's extra hard for them. Wow, yeah. And we enjoy giving them support, um, like I said, through meals and helping with the kids and giving a break. But also, they're, um, we're kind of the aunts and uncles a little yeah, bit. Yeah. We meet at a park, the whole group sometimes, and I'll have a picnic. We, you know, celebrate their birthdays with mm -hmm. them. And, and, and uh, the mother um, of this family just had a birthday, and we treated them, you know, her with flowers and a gift. Mm. And uh, Susie's daughter was kind enough to help with so they could have a date night that night, too. And it just, Helping them um, feel loved mm -hmm. and appreciated, and that they're not alone in this. Yeah, because sometimes it's so hard they don't stick with it. Yeah. So the goal is to help them feel so supported that they know they have help and can yeah. stick with it. So that that care community is really surrounding those foster parents and those foster kids with a network of support, love opportunity for a break yeah. <laughs> which all parents need yeah um and especially this couple who doesn't have family in town which that would normally help but what a beautiful thing i mean just for those parents and those kids because like you mentioned that makes it easier to be a foster parent mm -hmm. and i'm sure for the children it's great to see this whole loving community that's that's gathered around them oh uh, yeah for sure they know some of us really well and I would think that if there were a lovely young family here at the church that would become a foster family, we would provide tremendous support. Mm. So if there's someone Absolutely. there who's um, thinking about that, just know that a wonderful support group and care team is waiting to help you, and you wouldn't be in it alone. Mm. So we would love to see that kind of thing spring up here at Nativity. Yeah, that's a wonderful that thing to That would be know. so beautiful, really. Yeah. That, that would be the ultimate goal, wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, we need, yeah. There's somewhere I read, if, if every church in Kansas had one family that had a foster kid or more, you know, foster kids, that there would, wouldn't be any lack of placement. Hmm for foster kids. Yeah, what a powerful witness that would be. There's a lot of churches in Kansas. There so are. I think one family per church. Yeah. And there would be no lack of placement in good homes. Wow. Yeah, that's something to consider. So that's that's yeah. a, a goal moving forward, it sounds like, for the ministry right. to raise up support. Yes. Surround a foster family with care. Absolutely. And and 
We should mention, too, that we have gotten great support at the parish for material needs. Um, as we've started to inform people of what's going on, we've done a few, um, our, we've got a little committee, which Kathy's also on that committee with me, and we have done some drives, which you guys have seen in the mm-hmm. church and even in the school this recently with the backpack and back-to-school drive, and then uh, with hygiene items, we do that in the spring, collect those. So um, we have seen a ton of support from Nativity parishioners in that way. And that's something, again, that everyone can do. In addition to pray, we all can pray. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, that is a number one, right? Yeah. We, we all yeah. need to pray for these children who are in um, a time of transition, a time of crisis, healing from trauma. Yeah. Um, they're confused. Yeah. They're, they're scared. And... Um, you know, we can be the hands and feet of Jesus in yeah. this situation. Yeah, um, we need we need safe and loving families to come forward. Yeah, and and help. So, um, you know, it is a it is a big crisis. It is um, hard to imagine, but it's also something that we can't ignore. And once we step in, just you know, tiptoe in a little bit, meet these children, meet these families. And you'll find, you know, these are God's children Mm -hmm. that, you know, he created with a purpose, with a heart and a soul. And we cannot look the other way. What's happening when we look the other way is teenagers are aging out of foster care and they don't have a family. And can you imagine trying to maneuver this world without any guidance? Mm without someone to show you how to get a driver's license, how to rent an apartment, how to fill out a job application, you know, how to deal with money. Um, So there's just, there's so many hurdles that we're not ready to face at 18 years old by ourselves. No one was meant to do this on their own. So, um, you know, there is a, a huge need for us to step in before kids age out. Yeah. Can you uh, kind of just describe, because I'm thinking of somebody who might be listening and might just be kind of on the, just right on that mm-hmm. fence. Right, <laughs> like, right. I kind of want to get involved, mm-hmm, but, but I don't just know how, your, yeah, right? just maybe mm-hmm. your experience, because you mentioned the task force, but right. mm-hmm. how has this, I don't know, changed yes, your life right. or enriched your life that so, you're involved in? Um, and it's a, it's a very good question. So the first thing that I would tell parishioners to do is, is to reach out to me at nativityfostercare at gmail.com. And, you know, tell me you're interested or tell me you want to learn more. And I'm happy to sit down over a cup of coffee or on the telephone and and talk about options. You know, what are your gifts? What are your interests? And um, that's how I would start. But in order to become a licensed foster care um, home or um, even a respite home like I am, uh, you have to take a class. It does take 30 hours. Um, It is 10 three-hour courses. And, you know, it includes, you know, background checks and and just learning about, you know, how does this work? And, um, you know, what are the rules? What are, you know, what are behaviors? How do you deal with behaviors that that come from um, children who have had a trauma situation? And um, that that course really helps prepare you. And then, you know, they just guide you through, you know, you get a walkthrough of your home. Let's make sure everything's safe. Let's, if we have, if you're licensed for little children, you know, are things safety locked and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, there's things I had to, to back up and do. <laughs> sure. that I, I had taken those locks off yeah. my cabinets years ago. <laughs> but, um, 
the way it's really changed my life um, in one way that I did not anticipate, as I said, my, my kids have gone off to college, so my husband and I are empty nesters. And what I didn't um, foresee happening was um, the beautiful relationships that impacted uh, my whole family, my yeah. husband and my three kids, um, meeting these families, meeting the kids, and how we have all fallen in love with the the folks we've met. Yeah. So it's really just been um, a blessing that, you know, we didn't know what we were missing, right? Yeah. So um, it's been really fun to have little people around again at our house, and uh, <laughs> they've brought a lot of joy, and they've, they've brought us even closer together. And I yeah. think we've all learned a little something about Christ along the way. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Just And Kathy, feel free to chime in as well, just about how, because uh, it, it sounds like this came from a place of faith, you know, but then also I'm interested, you know, how... How has it influenced your faith or, you know, your relationship with God or, you know, understanding of your faith? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing um, I would say is um, it's brought me to my knees more. I mm. would say that um, my prayer life has gotten richer mm. because um, as I see other people's pain and struggle, mm. um, I realize I'm pretty helpless in this, but um, but God isn't. Mm. So I think that um, the prayer life and the really learning to trust the Lord. You know, I think that's a lifetime journey, but yeah. um, but I think He's He's bringing me closer mm. through this effort. Mm, that's beautiful, Kathy. What was your experience like? You know, kind of just taking that, dipping your toe, and kind of getting involved. You know, how has that? What's that process been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I've always had um, a goal that when my own kids were up and out that I would be able to, you know, dedicate some energy to um, helping small children mm. in some way in need. I think Susie and I both feel strongly about that. Yeah. And I just really have been paying attention to Pope Francis and what he has said about um, the ministry of life being mm-hmm. about children at every stage of life, the preborn, mm-hmm. the born, and forward, and that that mission needs to go through all those years throughout our Catholic faith. Yeah, yeah. And we all need to take care of the children and help the children that are in need in our communities yeah. as Catholics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned that beautiful quote, our, our parishes are called to be islands of mercy and so same with our parishioners right in in a sea of indifference of seeing the suffering and <laughs> we got some laughter here uh and uh and uh you know acting to alleviate it so that's beautiful that's beautiful okay um so for respect life month we are doing something special for foster families on um, october 8th did you want to talk about that at yes, all? yes thank you So on October 8th, we are hosting foster families for a respite night. And other churches have done this, um, but the Catholic Church is just getting involved. So it's so exciting. But the foster parents 
need a break and they need to be spoiled. So we're starting with Mass with Archbishop Nauman, which will be foster care appreciation. So all of the folks that have helped us launch this ministry here mm. at Nativity and are involved in any which way, please come and join us at the 5 o'clock Mass on October 8th. And then afterwards, we are hosting the foster parents in the parish hall with a nice catered dinner from Garozo's, and we'll have one of the trainers from KVC, the local foster agency, do um, one of their classes. So they have to get continuing mm-hmm. ed classes um, every year. So that'll be a help to them. And they'll get to visit with other foster parents and hopefully feel refreshed and rejuvenated and energized yeah. after they leave here. And in the meantime, they'll be able to drop their children off over in the gym where Kathy and I will be along with a bunch of other Virtus trained volunteers uh, from Nativity and we will be hosting a carnival with a bouncy house and all kinds of games and food for the kids. Wonderful. What a wonderful event. We are so excited about it. So that's coming up October 8th um, and yeah that's just a beautiful way for our whole community, our whole archdiocese to serve, yes. you know, foster families. Yes, so. and all and all churches, all faiths are welcome. Yeah, it's wonderful. The theme from the USCCB for this Respect Life Month is uh, called to serve moms in need. So it fits perfectly with what the bishops are doing at the national level and the archdiocese and then here at the parish. So very much a, a effort to practice radical solidarity with with moms who might need help and and things like that. So that's wonderful. That's coming up as part of our Respect Life Month, um, October 8th. Uh, So just to summarize, and this is all in a pamphlet that is, uh, I've seen at the back tables at uh, Nativity, but ways you can help, as Susie mentioned, prayer. Um, So important to pray for all the children in foster care and their parents and the communities that support them. Um, considering being a foster family or providing respite care, and that's a possibility. Um, you can provide for uh, material needs, so we do a lot of drives here, um, and that would help new foster families, but also teens who might be aging out of the foster care system. You can also, um, like Kathy, join a care team, which um, provides a foster family with a a community of support who provides prayer, meals, entertainment for the children, respite care, maybe mowing the lawn, doing some handyman activities, things like that. There's also a a huge need for mentoring teens who are getting ready to age out of it that Susie talked about as well. Um, And then there's also uh, CASA, which is Court-Appointed Special Advocate Volunteers, Um, who make a life-changing difference for children who've experienced abuse or neglect. And all that information of who to contact for any of those um, is on this uh, brochure that's at the back of Mass, uh, back of the church. So uh, there's one other way. Mm -hmm. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention is that you can also email me at nativityfostercare.com at gmail.com in order to get on our email list. Mm. So when a need arises, for example, just a few days ago, I heard there was a foster family who had had a house fire and had to be living in a hotel mm. periodically or just for temporarily while they get that fixed. And seven people in a hotel 
people. So when we heard that need, we reached out via my email list. And so we've got about 100 nativity parishioners on this list. And quickly they responded with gift cards so that the folks can get meals. They don't have a little kitchenette in their hotel and some activities for the kids and some snacks to have on hand. So things like that come up all the time. Also, um, in case men are listening, if they think this doesn't relate to them, we have put many handymen to work. Mm. Um, the Christmas in October is coming up. There is a group working on a group home for teenage girls, and they are doing some great work um, cleaning up the outside, building a fire pit area where families can come and visit, and the girls can have some nice outdoor space. So, And the girls will actually be involved in helping paint their picnic tables and things like that. So, Wonderful. Yes, it's really neat neat and so yes there's there's room for men in this ministry yeah. as well so, so there's yeah no matter who you are what you do what you like to do there's yes. room for you here absolutely um, to serve so that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely wonderful well thank you Susie and kathy uh first and foremost for this wonderful ministry getting it started here at nativity and all this uh, service you provide for uh for children in need Um, But thank you also for being here and sharing the good news and encouraging others to get involved in it. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We'll end just with this uh, quick prayer to St. Joseph. St. Joseph, foster father of Jesus, pray for the children. Amen. Do you or someone you know have some good news to share with our Nativity community? Email us at communication at kcnativity.org.